Hello and thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with the incredibly funny Rick Wharton and me, Matt Wills. Today, we are talking about Pray Away. Rick, first question, why? Well, this, Why'd you choose this? This was the new what, one on what's, Netflix. What's and when I saw the trailer, I thought this was going to go to number one in the charts, which I think it is ranking pretty high currently. Oh right, okay. Uh, so brand new out, and it's kind of it was it's it's billed as the definitive documentary on the negative effects of uh, gear con- conversion therapy within like right wing Christianity. In in America, let's just add that it's in America. Yeah, I don't just... think you could have this one in this country without uh, more aggression. <laughs> would be the word. <laughs> America really... <laughs> Loads of builders going, you're not going anymore. Yeah. What? Like, the Americans really have that ability to lean it into their faith, whereas I believe the Brits yes. put it more into their disgust in terms of homophobia. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? We go back to Victorian values, whereas they're harping on about um, religion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we don't like yeah the homophobes i'll know in this country don't like blokes kissing on cory they don't talk about who's getting into heaven i know very few yes. <laughs> super religious people i know more homophobes than i do religious people as well i would definitely yeah say. yeah that says a lot for our time um right let's just do the 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 numbers on this one quickly so it's pray away it's from the year 2021 it's as rick said it's from netflix the director was Christine Solakis, uh, Stolakis, I beg your pardon. Sorry, Christine. And one of the producers is currently one of my favorite people who's knocking stuff out there. So his name is Jason Bloom. Now, he founded Bloomhouse Films, and they're the, they're the only films recently that have got me to watch almost horror films. Oh, right. Which ones are those? Um, so uh, Get Out. Yep. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, he did Whiplash, The Invisible Man, The Purge series are all his. Uh, Happy Death Day one and two, which is one of my favourite like Groundhog Day style movies. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking knew you would love The Purges. <laughs> if there was ever a man that says like, I need to prove myself, I could survive. Not you, Wharton. You yeah. lazy little shit. <laughs> <laughs> See how you would survive. <laughs> I'd survive. I know where I'm going. <laughs> no, I would be. Um, there's a there's an ending to a film with Liam Neeson called The Grey, where he's in a plane crash, and at the end, these wolves are trying to kill him, and he basically straps broken vodka bot miniature vodka bottles to his hands, and he's ready to punch these wolves. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's got Liam Neeson style. <laughs> Yeah, that that'd be me. I'd have uh, Freddy Krueger hands, and I'd be out there on my own. Um, yeah, and I think that's where I'd get my cool scar from. Uh, See, but th- uh, <laughs> for me, it would be fatigue. In a purge scenario, fatigue would get me. I don't know how long I could run for or be asked to hold a door for. Like the fir- oh, okay. I mean, the first yeah, one yeah. that comes from my door, they're getting a hammer through the heat. But then to pick him up and move him out of the doorway, that's when it becomes a. <laughs> That's when it becomes an issue for me. Like, I think the hard thing there is going to be getting the hammer out of their head. That's going to be the tough thing. See, when I lose something, I buy a new one. So I do have a couple of hammers. 
Oh, I've thought about because this yeah, is, you yeah. know, I, I know a few more aggressive guys in this area of laying them around the house um, tactically. And I thought, but then, but then if he comes <laughs> oh, in without a hammer, then he's just got a hammer to come into my room where I don't make it downstairs in time. It, it sounds like where you live, the purge is an everyday thing. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the way of life. The pur- where, where I'm from, the purge is called Don't Be a Grass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, he also, the final one on Bloomhouse, uh, as well as uh, Black Klansman with the brilliant, who I've got a bit of a crush on, John David Washington. And he also did uh, the Bloomhouse Corporation, this is. They also did an Amityville film back oh, from right. the episode a few back, uh, the Amityville thing we watched. Uh, yeah, their, their one was called The Awakening. So, um, yeah, he's got some, Jason Bloom's got some, Well, what's the word? I'm well, he's got I, some I, weight behind him. As I, as I told you, I went for a producer gig, and let me tell you, I could handle that many projects going because <laughs> peop, people go, what do you think of this? And you go, mm, make it a bit more like that. Come back to me in two months' time. So <laughs> unfortunately, I, if you follow the narrative of how things are going, they, they saw through the, the mask. They didn't, they didn't think <laughs> I was worthy of their time. I would be the other way. I'd be like Homer Simpson. They gave me a stamp for the checks, Marge. A stamp. Um, so it's got one accolade and it was nominate, nominated for the best documentary feature for Christine Stolakis and that was at the Tribeca Film Festival so that's that's quite impressive and here's the blurb ex-leaders and survivors of the so-called conversion therapy movement speak about its harm to the LGBTQ plus community and its devastating persistence um Effectively, it's a group of people trying to convince people who are LGBTQ plus that they're living their life wrong and they should conform to another way that basically is their way. Yeah, and it's, I was about... It's insane, right? Two and a half minutes into this before I went, I don't think we're qualified for this one. <laughs> like... I, 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 well, I, I was about 20 seconds ahead of you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, we are two straight heterosexual males. Yeah. What on earth can we add to this? But then I started thinking, well, it's a documentary, right? I mean, I've never killed someone, yet I've watched Making a Murderer. So, you know, I'm just as qualified, I guess, to have a to have an opinion. <laughs> much, much like a lot of the characters in Making a Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I did, that did worry me. But listen, like one of your best mates is is gay. Uh, I don't know how or I don't know how many of your friends are gay, but um, my brother in law is gay. My best mate, who I grew up with in school when we were sort of young adults, sort of sixteen, he was gay. Uh, I've known a ton of gay people, and I've known a ton of straight people. They're they're all idiots, and it's got nothing to do with their sexuality whatsoever. And as to change them. Praying, praying away the the gay, as they say, that's like me praying away the short. You can't do it. You, you are what you oh, are, just, and it's okay. I've got such an image of you know those evangelists that slap them and say you don't need your chemo medication anymore. I just, I just imagine them coming yes. to you, and goes, and what's wrong with you, sir? He goes, I want to be tall. He's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Because effectively, uh, 
they're saying, because they're super religious, they're saying that God's wrong. And here's where I've got a problem. Now, I don't believe in God, but I believe in people who do believe in God, if that makes sense. So I met a guy once um, who he was my, uh, he was going to be my, my legitimate father-in-law. And he was the, just the most beautiful man, right? His, his soul was just, he was so kind, so lovely. And he knew I didn't believe in God. He didn't have a problem with it. And he kept getting sick and he, he prayed his way out of it. And his faith got him through numerous strokes and heart attacks. And he was just beautiful, right? And his faith, he, he gave me faith in people who got faith. But he didn't say anything's wrong with other people. I never heard him say that. And he was he was a devout religious man. Yeah, like I, I d- grew up very much um, C of E. My mom was all into that from like her upbringing. She got into that like uh, into like the bands and the music of that stuff. And uh, I played Sunday League football as soon as I could get out of it. I, I did not. I <laughs> couldn't. I, I, it wasn't for me. But the people in it are still like family friends to this day. And as embarrassing as it yeah. was as a kid, they are like, yeah, this isn't, this is a different, this is political, this is a political group posing as religion and using yes. those as an and, arm. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, when you talk about the American Christian right, yeah. you talk about campaign donors and all those kind of things, and it moves into a completely different sect to to yeah. those people because you go to these churches and like say like even if it's a gospel church you've got all those amazing musicians or have you ever met an american christian that's made it over here at no point there's a very big difference what we see looks like the westboro baptist church like um protesting on lawns compared yeah. to what they're like over here it's a level of niceness that's too nice to be around here because <laughs> there was a family that moved in a few years <laughs> back and trust me it was fucking <laughs> like they were just so nice and there's like still in contact to the deal with, with my family but it, it was uh, it w- would have been such an adjustment like such like not even a fair adjustment <laughs> it's like, yeah it's I, and just, just on what you were but these, saying um, but, grew up uh, I don't even think you realise how homophobic things are because everything bad as a kid is called gay that's just that was just the vernacular. Yes, that's the limit. Uh, yeah, and yeah. my yeah, first yeah. real experience is my mate, who who you mentioned earlier. And then on the back of that, the amount of traveling we've done together, we do tours which are largely LGBT. And this is my first actual first-hand experience into it, other than a few friends that may have been fluid. And the yeah. eye-opening to like the people's opinion that I would heard that would be scared of gays being around them to the gig. Like, there's no gigs I want to do other than the LGBT ones. They are fucking amazing. Like, they are out for a good time compared oh, to yeah, the yeah. rest of my career, which, like, you know me a bit better. That drop-off's a hell of a fucking drop-off in energy in the room. Jesus, yeah, 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 yeah. And because of yeah, working I, uh... with him... I looked a lot into gear conversion as an as a route for material to develop, and right, this okay. one misses the mark of what I thought it would be, because there is right, yeah, all right, uh, yeah. So anyway, rather than that, let's get into it. Because if you wonder why there's a weird noise in the background or Matt's talking like this is late night radio, Matt Wills is in the office, ladies and gents. He's out in the in. God, I am in the in, in, in the exclusion uh, zone in in zone one. He's he's got the tube. Yeah, man. I'm in. Um, I'm using a thing now called a lunch break. 
uh, it's incredibly weird. It, you get an hour, and <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird. So I've locked myself in a meeting. And you know, Matt Will's not a guy who regularly takes lunch breaks, yeah. and he wants it known. He's like, I work no. through. So if you want to go and steal company time and have a Snickers, <laughs> <laughs> not going to be able to eat till five now. Um, so it, it starts. With, this is a weird documentary. What did you say just before we started? You were like, oh, yeah, this is... You were not happy about this no, documentary. No, it wasn't what I was expecting. Because due to looking into um, gear conversion and um, the stories and things I heard, this is not as extreme. Although people have got extreme reactions to it. Yes. it's It's... Yeah, I thought it would be more brutal. I mean, it's don't don't get me wrong, it's heartbreaking, right? And yeah, you brutal, see the damage, and I yeah, I thought we'd see. I also yeah, think I thought we'd see more. Of it's the an horror important stories. documentary because the point is this shit still goes on. It rolls on, and it's it is still it's growing. Yeah, it's growing, and it's still yeah. affecting people to this day. But I think um, compared to the stuff I looked into, which I think is like. Kingsey, Ben Kingsey. They did a Liam Neeson movie about him. He was like the sex therapist. I think he did a lot of like yeah, weird shit Kinsey. like shock yeah, yeah. therapy and all that kind of stuff to it and it gets more and more brutal down the line yeah. and the people they follow are at the forefront. Um, so you got uh, Julia, you got yes. Michael Boosie who they talk about the um, inception of this and it's called Exodus. It's the... It is. Yes, yeah, Michael Boosie set it up. Basically to turn openly gay people into what they call or their term they use is ex gay people which is just a marvel movie i want to see like <laughs> i i don't even want to speculate what comes out of wolverine's hands but i just think it'll be good for the community <laughs> Yeah, they, hey, yeah. Made, why the hell not? They've made Loki because they won't fluid, and they're kicking off about that. Who's kicking off about that? It's make believe. I don't like this make believe character being gender fluid. They're made up. It don't, how does this affect your life in the kids, any way? Now I go into this later. I'll bring that point up later of how they frame it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. We'll we'll get onto that. Um, th- so it starts with this. I didn't you know get what? the big guy's name. I don't because I watched it on the I watched it on the tube, Rick. On the tube. Do you know how dirty I felt? Like, I got ugh. I got cool on a phone. while watching this. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's how far I go for our listeners. Um, but it starts with this big guy. He's standing outside a supermarket, and he's offering to pray yeah. for people. He's well, got sir, a big what, sign. What are you like, doing? What, yeah, that, he's got that's a big harassment. sign, which is like what you would take to the wrestling, where it's called Trans to Christ, and he's got yes, the big sign yeah, he yeah. comes around with. And yeah. he's someone who lived as a trans person, and then due to discovering this world of prayer where the gear, he's now within the life. He's now one of the top activists from the looks of it. He's the face of the trans, yes. the yeah, opposition yeah. to trans thing. And the thing that got me about him, uh, and despite his voice and everything like that, because you can almost see what's going to happen with him with the other people just in a matter of time. We're- Absolutely right. We saw this. We saw him sort of forty yeah. percent of the way through that process. 
So he's currently mm -hmm. in the Matrix by choice, but and then he's going to get himself oh. out of the Matrix when he realizes you can't you can't not yeah. be short. <laughs> this is what you are, and, yeah, yeah, and it's okay. Just accept what you are. It's to all people right. Outside supermarkets, and again, I think there is a, a, a particular America. If you did this in England, I don't know how it will go, but America, you can go. Can I pray with you? And they'll be like, I love Jesus. I'll pray with you. Yeah. That's the like the level of the Christianity yeah. out there. But then he starts telling his testimonies to people who it's everything they don't want to hear except the end. <laughs> so he's a big fella and he's he, he's like looks like a giant version of the guy who plays Moriarty in the new Sherlock Holmes's and and he's got his hands on these like you know gun toting Americans he's just like can I pray for you guys for years I prostituted myself with men I lived as a woman and you can see like their shoulders just clenching up clenching up yeah, I was doing I was drugs. Uh, I sucked so many dicks, <laughs> and then, but I didn't now for Jesus. And they're like, "Amen, amen, brother." Yeah, and then, and then that's so that's him, and he's now yeah. kind of the new Jesus face saved. in that side of that thing. He is, and he seems incredibly pleased about that, right? And for that, I'm happy for him. But I think he's going to uh, weirdly have a another come to Jesus moment. Where he's going to go, oh, what have I done? I'm I lying to myself. Again, I, I... I'm lying to myself. I think that, but I'm trying to work out would it be wrong to predict that about someone, kind of their right, their choice, and whoever they are. But yeah, you, maybe, there isn't yeah, a yeah. doubt. There isn't like a red flag going off going, ah, nah, fella. But I, I think them go-go boots are coming out of the cupboard again someday. But... Um, <laughs> yeah. I bet he's put it in the big yellow storage company. Yeah, he hasn't chucked it away, has he? I'll oh, hang on to that, because... Them and shoes are expensive. For me, it's uh, yeah, they 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 cost me fifteen <laughs> cocksucks. Oh <laughs> Jesus! You have no idea how hard I had to work to get these. Uh, ironically, knee-length boots. Um, but <laughs> um, but the thing is, he's saying that Jesus saved him because Jesus and God are all powerful. But then, surely Jesus created him in the first place. So effectively, what you're saying is. Well, I think what God meant to do yeah, is the yeah, Bill Hicks line, isn't it? I and was, when I watch a documentary now, I have you in my mind, Matt, and I love the way you go, but if this is this, then how is that? Then none of this is a thing. And then what? <laughs> and it's just, I just knew. <laughs> that does not compute. Error code, error code. This is. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say for me some of the, the best not the best footage but the most telling footage which goes in the problem because this is all about the activists of it in their back end it's not so much the yes. people yeah. that are going through it on a mass so when you see the old news footage no of you got like Jerry Falwell saying AIDS is God's punishment. That shit that still pretty yeah. much goes on today. That that is still very prevalent, and that is what is yes. to be kind of taken on yeah. and, and, and and attacked and see more of that. Like Mike Pence is very much like you know you deserve to burn in hell if you're not exactly like me. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yes, exactly. If you're not like me, there's a great book called by uh, John Niven called The Second Coming. And it's about Jesus coming back to earth in this day. It sells well as his first two books. And <laughs> effect. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Good, nice one. Um, it, it took me a while to wear that one out. Uh, 
And it's incredible. It's one of the funniest books I've ever read. But basically, someone says to him, so what's hell like? And he goes, oh, I'll show you. Come on, we're going to have a look. So he takes someone down to hell and they, they, cap, they go to Jerry Fulwell, who is basically being shagged with a strap-on dildo um, constantly for eternity. And you're like, oh, okay, oh, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. And Satan's going, see, there's nothing wrong with it, Jerry. As you'll learn, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. That's there. Uh, see, that's in Little Nicky with but, Hitler. They keep on shoving pineapples of Hitler and Little Nicky. Right. Right, okay. Because um, the Catholic Church says it's a choice, they're, don't they? I mean, we're not, we're not going to take on the wrath of the Catholic Church because we've already upset the I Saudis. You, I, I keep on saying it's, this. Um, I'm not against the Saudis. This <laughs> is... <laughs> Two days oh, before I'm... the transfer window closes, we're still haven't signed anyone. It's, it's not... I would fucking axe Kasogi myself at this point. Listen, it, it's not that you're against the Saudis. It's, it's that that doesn't matter because they couldn't give two fucks. It's whether they're <laughs> against you. That's what you got to worry about. <laughs> and more importantly, whether they were against me. That's your, <laughs> that's your main concern, Warren. If I'm dead, Rick's been dead for weeks. <laughs> 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 but like as you were saying, their, their um, argument is they say, it's like, nurture, it's a not choice. nature, it's... and that is a toxic argument. Um, yes, yeah, very. Because they just claim yeah, that it's either due to abuse you remember or abuse you don't, which is very, very offensive to people that have yeah. just, like uh, had trauma. The trauma is is you got sent to a place every day, every Sunday for your fucking life and pray before every meal. And then once that indoctrination's yeah. in, you're told you're going to burn in hell because of... It's like saying you're not thirsty. Do you know what I mean? There is nothing that yeah. you can actually do about that. And then you see the damage in the people. There's a scene later that I would have liked to see more of um, when they're all in the therapy thing at the end. I think there is some directorial choices that could have been done. Yeah. Slightly different, but Michael Busey, who's a co-founder, explains that when he was realizing he's gay, it was a crime, a sin and a sickness is what yes. it was considered. So they, again, it's almost yeah. empowering the growth it's had over time. Do you know what I mean? This this is the diet Pepsi yeah. of Scientology going clear. Like, this is... Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way of saying it. Um, we then meet uh, John Paul Edwards, and effectively, he he became... So he prayed the gay away and he married a woman and they, they worked it quite well because what they say to indoctrinate you is, look, you don't need to find all of the other sex attractive, just one of them. You just need to be attracted to one of them sexually and that that's enough. Um, and he looks like a very young Bill Hicks. Exactly what I had done. Right, okay. So much like, yeah. kept expecting them to say, um, I am available for children's parties <laughs> at the end of one of these fucking things. And the other lookalike, I thought he looked like Will Wheaton in certain angles. I'll tell you what I would say this. Ironically, looks so much better with an actual beard. Yeah. There is a man whose looks have improved so much over time. Oh, it God, is yeah. not even funny. Yeah. He, he looks like he could be taking free kicks for Italy. He looks, um, yeah, he looks much more attractive as an outwardly gay man than he did as a, a denier, basically. Because I think, you know, it rots your soul, doesn't it? No, this is not what I am. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you are. I think being yourself is the most attractive version of yourself. 
And then the big guy from the beginning, we cut to him and he said, um, he's saying this to a church con congregation. You need to be careful where you send your kids so they don't talk about chopping up oh. their bodies. H hang on. Th there's yeah. other reasons which are more relevant. Like, surely you need a good Ofsted report. That's your starting point. And then you can look to, to the school, right? The the sex education rows. Like, there, there was clips of the, the way the politicians phrase these. Yeah. Um, don't talk about it. Don't talk about the fact that everyone report. does this. There is a news report where it's, it's just like, today at six, a child comes downstairs these days for breakfast and says, mom, dad, I'm gay. And I'm like, no one does that breakfast. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a dinner time chat. They would make your dad choke on the crumpets before he gets on the buses. Like that's you. You wait until the end of the fucking day. You don't have a full day of fucking conversion. You yeah. you get sent to your room. This kid's got his to do list: make bed, tick, hmm? empty the bins, tick, come out to parents, <laughs> tick, get on the school bus. What? Yeah. What? What kid dad, is dad, doing when that? I'm, when I've finished my skincare routine, I've got something to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just. The fear that they instill in people, because effectively what they're saying is that being different is wrong and you should feel bad for that. And this is where that this is where the inner hatred comes from, from people, because they're like, what, there's something wrong with me. What? So it's wrong to be short. Oh, then I should hate myself because no one else is short. I don't know any other short. Oh, okay, this is awful, right? And you just, you get into this spiral because everyone, if you're in that community, if you're in a Bible Belt community in the States, everyone's saying this to you. you know, you're like, well, it must be true. And because God said it. Like, yeah, it's almost God like other that. people's opinions don't matter. It's because God's saying you're burning yeah. hell. Like, yeah. and, and if you, like, in your heart believe in that shit, then... Then yeah. you're knackered. Then that that's they'll just eat you up. And you see these groups, these conferences, where there is just so many people going there. Like it is full. Like is a Julia Andrews you meet who's getting planning her wedding to her fiance. Oh, I love that woman. She was lovely. Um, yeah, she would. No, she was called uh, Julie Rogers. Julie Rogers. That's the she one was. I call her she was Julie Andrews. Oh, okay, she was part of the. Living Hope group. Um, so she came out as a 16-year-old to her mum and she'd always been going to church and her mum went, oh, what do we do? Let's go and see the uh, the religious guy. And basically... Ricky Everlett, I think he's called, who's like oh, the guy okay. who starts their version of conversion with her. Right. And then since she's like so devout and hard working, they like pluck her like a young act to get on live at the yeah. Apollo and they like God, move yes. her yeah, into yeah, the... Yeah. The minute they have a face for this, they're like, all right, we can put money behind this shit. And you see the business side of it and the fucking corporate and the advertising, which yeah. I don't think people see or realize. And just a bit like the guy at the beginning who is the villain that you don't, you're not really angry at because he's on his own journey. Yes. Like the yeah, trans yeah. to Christ guy. It's that feeling when you're lifted up. Yes. That is an intoxicating circle around you. Mm. And her story is, is heart-wrenching because she's just honest and she oh, has to go mate, to meet this so honest. Ricky Shellett who then you see is him with his whiteboard explaining why you are the way you are and claiming <laughs> yeah. you had the fucking abuse. And, um, and, they and do she tend said, to look, we out, grew up. 
But she said we yeah. grew up in a really nice environment. Like we were surrounded by loads of fields and I had some great friends and my parents, my parents were loving. Everything was great. And he's like, now nah, you were abused somehow. What? How exactly was I abused? What? And by whom? And uh, at these groups, they say like, um, so they get all of them t- together. They, they do the activities. They have the prayer groups. And then um, they make you know feel like a special team working towards something for the Lord. It's 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 a it's a very lighter version, but still is like massively yeah. mentally detrimental. As in, like any fundamentalist that you'd fucking see, they would be yes, sent I, away and talk about bang yeah. on right. Th- these are much more dangerous than the the terrorist thing that we're all so scared of. And this and is much more damaging to society. As we are, you know. Generally, a, a comedic podcast. I, I'm looking for angles and things like that of where my. It's when they're at the uh, these groups and they talk talk about the rules of the groups. Goes, yeah, we're not allowed to talk to each other outside of the group unsupervised. And you went, that's a rule that had to be implemented quickly. Like the guy comes out, <laughs> comes back in with a new stack of pamphlets. Like, oh, guys, come on, right? New rule. The, effectively, <laughs> effectively. It, because they all go to this live in hope and uh, this yearly event, right? The Exodus live in hope thing. And the, the girls are told to embrace their femininity so they wouldn't be gay. So they have to put on makeup and stuff. The boys have to play American football because, you know, being with the guys, that's what stops you yeah. gay. Um, and there's hundreds of gay people there. And they said, yeah, the minute all the counsellors went to bed, we'd all meet up and hang out and have a laugh. Well, of course you would. And that's, that's a safe place as well, because you're around that much homophobia. Of course it is. You actually, it's, it's the closest thing they have to a fucking gay club. Yeah, it was a community, right, of other people who were, yeah, were they trying to pray your gay away as well? Yeah, this guy's an idiot. Fuck. And then we learn about the Family Research Council, right? That's the Christian right. And they believe that gay rights would erode the rights of Christians. Now, just I've done, I've looked at the numbers in this, right? There's seven billion people on the planet. You, you can't see Matt Wills's pie chart on the audio, <laughs> on the audio here, and his pointer. He, he's bought a pointer for this one. Hit me up the numbers there, Matt. <laughs> I've done a PowerPoint presentation and everything. Uh, right, so there's seven billion people. A billion of those are Muslim. Double that number are Christians. So, how many gay people exactly are eroding the rights of the two billion Christians? The largest religion. On the planet, there is who's who's eating into that exactly. There is a four-part documentary called The Family, and right. it has, and this is the religious sect that kind of wrap up politicians. They are all around the bushes. They have uh, the 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 Breakfast Club in Washington, and they all get up pray together. Right. And there is a line in that which I think has shaped uh, right-wing Christian policy for years. It's a, it's an interesting documentary, but it's not as interesting as the other series we're doing. And it's just one sentence which just rings so true, which is they say, Muslims don't abort their children. Our the Western society has way more abortions. So in 200 years' time, the numbers of it is going to become this proxy war to them out of fear. So the idea that, you know, gay people aren't aren't producing children and uh, they want abortions banned as well. And those are their two fucking very strong 
sticking oh, points is some global fucking proxy war and you've got these mental right-wing evangelists that are like paying for everything for politicians like when you work for the family um there's just a house in washington you live in and then you go and there's a there's a whole thing about the shit they do but that one sticking point i think bleeds into this this is like an offshoot branch twig of that level of where it comes from the source the actual the company of the right-wing christianity is that's like their kind of mission objectives over time like okay that all right that makes sense all right good nice research uh but there's there's probably more abusive partners than there are LGBTQ plus people in the Christian religion. So what are they doing about them? Does that pop up oh, in the family? It's, and it's what you, a, a plan to get rid of the it's abusive partners? What you're partners? saying about the because um, Yvette Yvette is uh, one of the main talking heads in this. Yvette Cantu talks yeah. about because so she worked for the FRC, the Family Research Centre, and. Family Research Council, Council. Yeah. and again, they all put words in like family, family values. It's a, you're not a family if you go yeah. against these values, and all you want to be is a good fucking yes. family. Yeah, yeah. And they they talk about how we have great, quick, expert responses to things, and it's go, we don't like it, stop it. That's what their response is to everything. And she then goes <laughs> into detail about how they just employ the slippery slope method. So one of the big issues on this is Proposition yeah. 8 when they voted against gay marriage and you had, again, George yes. Bush sat there yeah, going, yeah. marriage is sanctuary between a man and a woman. And so she's on TV going, yeah. listen, I mean, where where does it end? If if a man, if two men can get married, then, then yeah. surely a paedophile has to be able to marry an eight-year-old. Which, if you watch Abducted in Plain Sight, you got to go to Mexico for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that weird, slippery slope, which is... And it's how do we rile people up is their fucking ethos. How do they get this yes. as an aggressive... How, how do we... But that's what she says. How do we plug into the people who sit on the fence because they're the ones that they're after? Because people in, like me and you, our minds are already made up due to our experiences, mm. right, with our friends, right? So, um, and some people, their minds are made up because of their upbringing, right? So it was indoctrinated into them to hate, um, you know, uh, gay people. Whereas some people sit on the fence and she says, that's who we're trying to hook. And if you tell them that their kids are going to get married to paedophiles, that, that should do it. And you're like, it's just evoking yeah, okay, the worst right, emotion. I, yeah, fear. And, and all, it's all fear, right? I, I never heard a yeah, Jesus it's all sermon about the fear. by a fucking fear. The Second Testament's pretty peaceful and be good to each other. The first one, yes, when they're supposing right. a lot of shit, isn't. But the second one. Um, we saw, I wish we had his name. Anyway, we're not going to get his name. It don't matter. Uh, when they were around... Uh, trans to jesus guy's house and there were loads of lgbtq plus people there and they were doing a big praying because he went everyone it's time to worship and they're like oh great let's worship it's when they started doing the stomp and i'm like yeah they could get mad (laughs) yeah because here's what i've that you know what that reminded me of that's like being at a football match yeah. Right. That that religious fever that they get in them is the same way I'm like, come on, West Ham, come on. And you if you get everyone singing irons or you get everyone I don't know what your song is. What's your song? Uh oh, Blading Races. Right. If you get everyone singing Blading Races, you will get goosebumps. I've got 
Mate, you get 82,000 people in St. James's Park going, bloody yeah. racing. What is your song? Yeah. What? Uh, all my lads should have seen us going all along the Scottsdale Road just to see them going. All the lads and lasses there, all the smiling faces, all along to see the blade, to see the blade and races. Something along those lines. Right. But, okay. Well, if you've got 86,000 yeah, people a hell of a lot better than that, that right? Yeah. It, it would be awesome. But if you started that as well, right, you'd feel the goosebumps, all of it. That's what these people are doing in the house. And that, that looks awesome if it wasn't for the fact I'll that... never forget. Yeah, they're, deni- was, they're denying was, uh, themselves. That's how long ago it was. It was Wayne Rooney had just came on the scene. He just scored that goal against Arsenal. We're playing them in the FA Cup. Um, so we got cheap tickets. And a guy stood up, like two people to the right of me, and started singing the Blading Races, and no one joined in. And then four... <laughs> Four rows back, right, there was a guy. And do you ever hear, like, a voice that sounds satanic that comes from the stomach? Like, I don't know how much this guy smoked. It just eroded going through his lungs, and his voice now comes and goes, you only sing when you're minging, sing when you're... Honestly, I was just like, this is why I'll... There's a little moment or a red flag in my mind of why you would never start something. And it's because there's going to be a guy like that that I guarantee no one turned around to look what he looked like. You knew not to fuck with him just by the voice. Yes, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) He was purge-worthy. That's who I'm scared. That's why there's hammers out in my house. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Um... The thing is, though, uh... oh, it's gone. I was going to say something about football. That no, is gone. Damn. But well, it's that inclusivity um, in that amount of a team. And again, I don't know if this yeah. is too offensive to even say so to project this onto the people that are at this meeting. But there's a lot of in season shirts and haircuts at this Christian meeting. <laughs> Remarkably yeah, fashionable any... people. And I'd, yeah, I. Yeah, it just—it did seem like a great, uh, a, uh, a weird group that he was hanging out with, considering what his message. Well, I think they're about, of the same know. life. They're, that that is their they they are currently within their conversion therapy or their prayer way sect. That's that's right, what I think okay. that group is. And they didn't seem unhappy. No, no. Right, that group did not seem unhappy. So, which that's that's um, a good point of cult because around those times where fucking John Jones starts to pull out a different, you know, Kool Aid for them, they're all yeah. fucking buzzing and talking about yeah. love until it's like, anyway, I killed the governor, and uh, you're gonna have to drink this shit. Yeah. Um, the John Edwards, like the, he was the main spokesman for pray the gay away because he got married, he had kids. Um. He basically lives. Did you see where he lived? No. Portland, Oregon. Go Mavericks. It keeps popping up. That's, uh, uh, yeah, he lives there, which is quite good. And here's what he said, right? And it was beautiful. He ached to love and be loved by a man and decided that the right and wrong no longer matter. Yeah. He That's was suicidal. Gorgeous, yeah. That he's, he, yeah. As is incredibly common if you're denying what you are. You are what you are. It's okay. But Just the, be all right the, with it. Sorry, uh, it's, it's a shame we're having a call. The trans to Christian guy. I think his is the first name that flashes above the thing and you're still making notes at the beginning. Um, yes. Yeah, but yeah. he gets a phone call from a mother who has disavowed a trans son and gives possibly the most yeah. worst advice you could give to a parent. It's so damaging. She's so just like, dead. thanks, that's very validating. It's just like, yeah, you just, you're not going to let them be like that. And it's just like, oh, 
that's just fucking up her <laughs> relationship with her own flesh and blood because Jesus might not now, this like guy's it. not qualified. Yeah, the guy's not qualified because in any way. Because this guy uh, has a Facebook page. Like... Exactly, that's all you need now to Can give advice. Can you imagine if someone fucking rang us up about a murder and be like, thanks, that's really validated. You're like, yep, get... Never speak without a lawyer in a fucking uh, in an interview. That's my <laughs> advice. Thanks, Rick. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Like, like, and share. Hello, is that is that Rick? I've only got one phone call. Uh, what do I do in this yeah. situation? Yeah. What? What the fucking? That was a really emotional for? chat. But can I get you to sign a release so I can use it on a fucking promo for me, please? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Julie Rogers, the young lady who's marrying her wife. Uh, she reads out from her book to her wife, and fucking hell, man, her wife it's, was crying. I was about the self harming, yeah, and about externalizing pain, burning and, a quarter, and that's just that's just yeah. heart wrenching. She felt so numb. Oh, she then right. goes into she had an experience at college where she um, suffered a sexual assault, and then since she has to tell this yeah. Ricky, she let everything. Which I I gotta be honest, this at this part in the documentary, I'm like going to be all right. When's Ricky really going to be fucking evil? Like I I had that ear marked as that's I what I was waiting for. That, for. But the, again, it almost seems less that he yeah. doesn't. But the stuff he's doing is just as toxic and damaging and fucking evil because he yeah, then absolutely. wants her yeah. to incorporate her experience of assault in with her childhood, so they they can then say it's the nurture, not nature within her speeches and the way they're talking about her talks yeah. he's given a point is just it, it's basically the job i have do you know what i mean after an edinburgh preview going i just think if you if you didn't open with this bit <laughs> this bit would have more impact right you've got the belief with them but then you add this bit it just and you, then they made her do that you have had that conversation with me i have had that conversation with you and, plenty and that, times. And that, uh julia um I think for the documentary, it's very respectful that it starts with her starting to tell that shit on stage and then they cut it. They don't make her relive it or see it or advertise that bit, which is the right Right. directorial choice to make. And then the Exodus group, who is effectively that's fronted up by John Edwards, right? The Bill Hicks lookalike guy. Go Mavericks. Um, He got got drunk in Washington and ended up in a gay bar and got got done by the paparazzi um Wait. and yeah he had to go and say oh my god i've damaged the movement yeah. and he said right i was never honest one day in my life and that that lying absolutely that, well, that you know soul, should man. be a surprise but it's not it's not a surprise in the slightest like that is just you know right. what what you think was going to eventually happen happens um they see um like repair therapy on tape from Dr. Nicolosi, who this is what happens. So over like since it's this is a move since there's people involved into it, since it's a number of it's a, it's a sect of people, now people realize they can make money off this shit. So now you have like psychologists yeah. going, look, I can just go and bullshit these people and sell, fix them. I still get paid by the hour. And you have these poor motherfuckers yes. caught on like Literally, never let a therapist film you. Yeah. Never, never let a therapist fucking film you. It's never going to come out for the good. And you have this guy, and he's breaking down in tears. And Dr. Nicolesi is like, do you see me accepting you as a broken man? And he's like seeing how he wishes he wasn't him. It's heart-wrenching. It's very short. But it's it's almost like ah, fucking yeah. Brendan Dassey being like, come on, Brendy, who, what did you do with the head? The whole way through, it ex- it's a forced, yeah. coerced confession where they just break people down over time. 
You are leading the witness, Your Honour, leading the witness. And the thing is, I I guess a lot of it I, I struggle to have empathy with because I haven't had to come out, right? I haven't, because I fit into the norm. So a lot of it, I'm like, why are you letting these people do stuff to you? And it is because they've been told that they're they're broken. But there is an immediate knock-on effect of, all right, so you say these words, all of a sudden your parents might not love you anymore. That's huge. That You're you're of an age where you're hoping to go to college, not that you've got your own house and be like, all right, then, well, I'll see you when I see you and maybe we'll make up. This is like you could be on the streets tomorrow with it or put into one of these camps or worse. It's just upsetting to watch. And the most of the talking heads like Avet um, Knut and Julie Rogers, John Edwards uh, and Michael Boosie, all of them were in the programme. All of them were promoting Pray the Gay Away and all of them are now renouncing Yeah, it's, the it's the a really... There's a moment where they have... I think Julia puts a blog up um, about survivor stories. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of them get together. Michael Busey says we can ha- come and have, um, you know, a therapy session together as well. Kind of, no, they describe it as the most intense group therapy session. And basically these people who have left the yes. program yeah, yeah. then tell them their experiences and how they made them feel. And Julia is sat there going, I'm on the wrong side of this. I identify with these victims, not with these people yes. who have been telling me what to say yes. since I was 14. Like, um, yeah. And they all say that, don't they? They identify with the side that they feel rather than the side that effectively pays their mortgages and their bills and their food. And they're like, ah, shit, yeah. back the wrong yeah, horse here. It's what you're willing to do to be at the top of them. Like, you got a job with something that you, you know, you love being around because you've been around since a kid. It's it's not fucking easy to walk yeah. away from that. But one thing I did like about that is the guy, I think he's only in it for this one bit, but Chalmers, is, is he called? The bald guy with glasses? He, the next scene is him saying yep. Exodus is no more. We've done a lot of good, but we've also hurt a lot of people. And he's literally yes. broken in tears saying that. And that is... Yeah, and it and he collapses the organisation, right? Um, yeah, that was lovely. But here's the weird thing: it was the news of the world, isn't it? Because Exodus became yep. the Restored Hope Network. So just overnight, all, all they did was change their logo. They they looked the around the office. They went, "Who's working through their lunch another. break? You, sir. Who do you reckon should be in this place?" <laughs> Um, you see the Proposition 8 stuff when when they voted against the gay marriage oh the Proposition 8 what the fuck what the when did that become a thing okay we've legalised we've legalised gay marriage Uh, now it's it's illegal it's the touring fucking propaganda like the the political speeches that are filling out stadiums and they're all just fucking chatting that gays on people. And like, I've not seen that since Eddie Murphy toured. Like, yeah. this is. <laughs> Here's how, because I was getting quite depressed by this. These poor people who have suffered and the people who are still suffering, um, you know, because they just don't feel at home with who they are. But here's how distracted I got because I needed a distraction. I, was, I watched this like six o'clock this morning. 
we cut to Yvette Cantus's kitchen. And I've noticed this lately. Americans have microwaves above their oven. Yeah, I think they call it a microwave oven. Right. But why would you do that? And Because they're so high up. That just seems so dangerous. That's how distracted I got from the misery. That I'm like, I'd... So if anyone knows the answer to that, please write in. Contact Rick on the Instagram or contact the pair of us on uh, the Facebook Messenger because I'd really like to know, why do you have your microwaves above your oven? It just seems dangerous. Anyway, back, back to poor people getting their lives ruined. It's all right. I, I, to be honest, I, I would normally cut you off on one of those, but I'm intrigued. Um, right, okay. Because <laughs> um, they said, look, as long as homophobia exists, so will a form of exodus. And that was the ex-co-founder of, yeah. of Exodus. And bless him, right? He set up a thing called... So he set up the original ex-gay, and now he set up ex-ex-gay. <laughs> which is... Oh, that's, yeah. Like, oh, it's superb. Right. So if you've been converted and you're coming back, he's going to help Yvette you out. Yvette is now having panic attacks, like flat-out regular panic attacks. Uh, she goes to a therapist. They diagnose her with PTSD. Uh, she talks about how she classes herself as bisexual she loves her husband she's got three daughters but there is like elements to herself yeah. the depression um michael boosie helping people and it's fair play right she recognized the problem and she yeah. went oh, i've got to fix this this is because it's not fair on her kids for a start is it yeah michael boosie he settled down with someone um john edwards he looked incredibly happy with his fella and it, it was all a bit schmaltzy, wasn't it, that bit? And and then it sort of, um, I, I guess it yeah, sort of it ended. ended. with a stat that is why I'm not going to bitch too much about the documentary, oh. which is I believe 700,000 yeah. people are either in or have experienced gear conversion therapy. And statistically, um, yep. the, the people within this are twice as likely to commit suicide. You see Julia's wedding, which is nice. You have that moment. Yeah. Um, Looks like she got married in a cathedral yeah. rather than a church. So uh, that was a lovely looking building. Again, I needed a distraction because I was so uh, so miserable. Um, the film is dedicated to those who survived conversion therapy and especially those who didn't. And if you know someone who is struggling, they can seek help. So the film offers www.wannatalkaboutit.com or www.prayawayfilm.com. Yeah, and that's just a that's just a trans. You just get through it, the trans, the Christian guy, and you just go, stop it, stop doing it. <laughs> if I can change, you can change. <laughs> that's what you'll a, change what back. A move, what a rocky movie that would be if it's at him with his <laughs> head slumped and that just soft drawl voice going. Well, I can change. And he's just just stroking Ivan Drago's chest, and you can change. <laughs> oh, mate, this is. I think just. It feels to me like religion. Yeah, it's what you said. Religion's been monetized and politicized in America. Yeah, and I'm, we're all over. I, I mean, I don't think we've got that so much here, or rather, we don't experience that so much here. So, it probably still happening. We're more territorial than religious. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. What would I say? But for this, I, again, it's a good definitive. Day. If someone is like currently Very being good. pushed into gear conversion therapy, this would be like an eye opening and uh, quite um, a beneficial yeah. watch. But yeah, and a reason not to carry on with the conversion the, therapy. I think there is a, a, 
background theme which cuts the legs out compared to how powerful it could be. A, you, again, you, you, the suicides and things are talked over very fucking lightly. Like, you don't hear the name of a guy, like one yeah. person who did it. You don't hear the most... No. Ex- this is the story of the leaders of this movement. So maybe it's a good thing because if you had them yeah. in it, then you're showing that, oh, these guys are even saying it's not the case. This is just a fucking message we're propagating for work. But... yeah. The background theory is, uh, for me, is it still keeps Christianity as a positive in the forefront throughout. It's about, this is for Christians. Do you know what I mean? This is, look at, there is inclusivity in these sects of it. Yeah, well done. um, As opposed to, like, be who you are. Look, these these people, you know, they've sang these songs every Sunday for the fucking, all of their lives. Mm. But that's not all of life. That's, that, this is all, this... They did that bit in um, Julia's in church, and they do the "Peace be with you," which I got the shock of my life when I was at an Irish wedding, hung over, and someone started people started coming over and saying that to you. Um, yeah, but shaking your hand, giving you a kiss. Yeah, how dare they be nice to me? Well, how that Northern they? Irish What's accent's abrasive, on? even in the house of God, is what I would say, Matt. Like, <laughs> Right, give us your score, right, my I'm friend. Giving this... That was a that was a nice intelligent thought. Yeah, like like I said, uh, yeah, give it, us your it score. does feel like, hey, you can still be Christian. As as much of a you don't have to be yes. this, which yeah, I yeah. think the, the main theme is be who you fucking are as opposed to and this. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> Yeah. But um yeah, I'm giving this a three. I thought it was I, I think it's gonna be beneficial to some people, but I still think there's a lot of not that these people didn't experience horrors. I, I just think there's a lot more horror stories to come from the people being pushed into conversion yeah. therapy. I think they could have gone harder to, but yeah, you're right. It was done so people stayed with it, you know, still loved God because that's been indoctrinated into them. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this a three and a half. Oh, that was a it's a fair middle of the road, um, but I must admit I really enjoyed it. I got hope from it, and you know that when you're in it and you can get out. I think it's like people who suffer with alcohol or drug problems. Yep, absolutely. Right? If you're if you're in the wrong, if you're on a thing and if it's not working, you can get out. And this is there are success stories of people. Who if got you're out. getting on an aeroplane to go to a camp to change who you are, like that's the closest I've came is I've been tempted to go and do DDP yoga in America, but that's just because I last got into it. <laughs> and I can't do it for more than three days in a row. So, um, yeah, DDP is Diamond Dallas. Page, yeah, yeah, right? he's fucking awesome, changing lives. There you go. Provide okay. those lives follow uh... a Christian lifestyle and you do not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd like it'd be weird seeing you in one of those places. Right. So um this feels weird doing this in the office, Rick. <laughs> I am not gonna lie. It's funny because um... I know you I know you're out in the working world because our numbers have went up. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can tell there's some office people going, Oh yeah, he does a podcast, doesn't he? Yeah, I'll check that out. There's a there's a few oh, people oh. listening to Grizzly Man right now. <laughs> <laughs> um so thanks for joining. Uh, quick note from our sponsors. That's me and Rick. Uh, click onto the Patreon. Well worth it. Making a Murderer releases tomorrow. It's tomorrow, Rick. Tomorrow. Now, I'm saying that because Rick has much to my amazement and I'm doffing hey, my cap hey, on the screen. I, I normally get three Rick quarters. I normally editing. get three quarters of a way for a race, Matt. You clap, you clap me when I get past the finish line, sir. <laughs> so episode two is where um, the, the Rick Wharton edits start to happen and yeah uh, so yeah, um, 
Yeah, I wrote all the guides the other day. <laughs> this is it. Uh, this, so, the yeah, thing is, fair, I have to read right. through everything twice before I ask Matt a question because I know he's put it into a <laughs> bullet point somewhere. <laughs> uh, I have typed out a question and deleted it at least six times this week. <laughs> <laughs> Phone me up, you fool. Um, it's cool. I don't mind because it because yeah, it's it's tough to do. Um, so yeah, check out the Patreon. Making the murderers come in as well as all the other great content we got there. Uh, the memes on Instagram, very funny, and Facebook, very very funny. Rick, keep them coming. And yeah, just uh, thanks very much for listening, Rick. Tell us, mate, what's coming next week? Uh, where I almost tried to switch this one out due to time skill. I, 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 I was expecting more talking points, and I thought this would be a long one. But there was a one came out yeah. yesterday called Malice at the Palace. And th- this is about, about? Uh, what palace? a famous fight between the Indiana Pacers and the crowd of the Detroit Pistons. And it has a lot of the talking heads I liked from the Michael Jordan documentary. I'm going to watch it anyway, so there's no way that we're not just putting it on the list. I'm in. It's got that sounds awesome, because we need something completely One of the big different. hitters in this one is Reggie Miller, who's cool as fuck in the Jordan documentary. I'm a big fan of Reggie Miller. He's the bald guy who hits the three-pointer. Um, cool. All right. So Malice okay, on the Palace. next week then. What's it called? Malice, Malice at the in, Palace, Malice Untold the Stories Palace. on Netflix. Um, yes, yeah, the Indiana Pacers versus the D- Detroit Pistons story, where they, they literally get into a riot, and the players are fighting fans, and the backlash of that, and some twists and turns. Yeah. No. Oh, good. Right, let's right. get into that. Um, so, oh, and if you want to check Matt Wills out on the road, you want to see him live. One-off comedy Facebook page where I'm on some of those dates. Matt's yeah. on all of them. Uh, yeah, check it out if you want to see any live performances. Other than that, Patreon's cool, and thank thanks. you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks very much for listening. Ta-da. <laughs> Bye.